2: dude. I am drunk. So,
0: the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. I
2: want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one
1: for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. What's up, Pops? L, we got the, the game together.
2: Not much. Pack happy to in. be here.
1: We For want to be minute. taking taking a page out of uh, the old Chris Berman book. We want to be the last to wish you, all the mothers out there, awesome. a Happy Mother's Day. We hope it was a great weekend. Mm-hmm. All As we said last week, all the nurses and teachers that weekend. I know is when it comes up. to we, nurses, we still teachers, you, and moms. Jeez, that's a trio. I mean we're we're here we're the, we're the front runners when it comes to loving our teachers, nurses and moms. We appreciate mm-hmm. the hell out of you. And true that. Also, if for whatever reason you may have forgotten to, you know, either didn't get mom something, didn't call mom, maybe you didn't get her anything good enough or or wife, whatever it is, girlfriend, we'd like to inter- take a second to introduce you to some of our newest friends over at SeatGeek. Maybe you want to take them to a <laughs> game or or a play or a, a comedy, anything you want to do. SeatGeek will take the confusion out of that ticket buying experience, and trust me, if you forgot to uh, get mom something for Mother's Day or wife something for Mother's Day, you, you, you need to like the least amount need. of confusion, and you need to get this figured out now, now. And, <laughs> and SeatGeek will, uh, instead of shopping for dozens of sites to try to find the best deal, SeatGeek will do the work for you. Their app scans the entire internet. For all the best deals to your favorite games, concerts, shows, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10, they'll help you get the best bang for your buck. They'll have a green dot for the good deals, a yellow dot for the eh deals, and then the red dot for the ones you want to stay away from. So it's really, I mean, it's 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 simple. Even even us here at the JPP Pod figured it out. So <laughs> that tells you it's, 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 yeah. it's simple. There's that. Got, and if you're a listener of us, just use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. So there you can get mom, you know, a, a drink. You, you, As soon as you walk in, you go get her a drink. So mm-hmm. whatever you want to do and just uh, head over to SeatGeek.com if you want to go anywhere, get, get a ticket to anything and put the promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Life's an event. We have the tickets over at SeatGeek. All right. Speaking of events. It was a it was a heck of a weekend. I mean, we had Game Sevens Galore. Friday kicked mm-hmm. it off with a, a well, great hell, hell, hell of a Rockets game, game.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean then uh and then on top of that, I guess Daenerys thought it was Game Seven. Well, I do I don't wanna spoil anything Jeez. with Game of Thrones. We had a huge Game of Thrones episode. Jeez. We'll get into that here in, we'll in a little there. bit. So we don't spoil it for you if you just you know, if you hadn't seen it, you can skip the last part of our episode, but heck of an episode. But let's uh let's just dive into it. Uh Dad, as you mentioned, well, I don't know. I, I assumed we would start with uh, the Rockets Warriors, but we also had some awesome game sevens on Sunday. So I think maybe we need to go ahead and start off with Kawhi. That shot. I, oh, I, that shot was amazing. Dad, I don't really know what to say. It was the first game seven game winner at the buzzer ever in NBA history. I didn't realize that. What was your thoughts as you saw that thing? You probably had to watch it. I had to watch it afterward because I was watching Game of Thrones. But
2: what was your thoughts? I was too. I was too. I had taped it, but I was watching it pretty close afterwards, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I think Kawhi acted just like I think I would have if I would have been in a gym and put up a shot, and it was like up there bouncing four times (laughs) on the rim. I'd have squatted down with my hands. I mean, I'd have probably done the exact (laughs) same thing that was, was great
1: amazing the emotion during that shot like it hit the rim so like at first it bricked and i'm like all right we're going to ot and then it mm. went it kind of kept going up i was like whoa wait a minute wait a minute and then it mm. bounced again i was like oh my goodness and the whole stance you could see the reaction through the whole stance marcus all might have had the best reaction where he was just <laughs> like he didn't know whether to celebrate or like get ready for ot and then his like everybody's face the the emotion from the highs of all the raptors and the fans to like the Sixers who thought for a second, the same way Mark saw, you know, overtime, here we go, now we got to get up and get ready. And then it's like, oh, just rip it out. I mean, it, it was a great shot, fadeaway. Embiid played really Embiid, good defense on
2: it. I, Embiid was on him. Embiid played as good a defense as you could ask for.
1: I mean, I don't know what – I think the they list Embiid's height at like one or something, but that dude's tall. I think he's like 7'3", and he played great defense, was running fully extended, and Kawhi just – Launched one up over the top, and as Kawhi did all game, the only one taking shots for the Raptors, it seemed like, at some points. At 39 he, shots, I think he took. Yeah. God. Nails it. At Was it up there? I mean, as far as, like, playoff shots go, I mean, that's – I mean, I, just two weeks ago, we saw Dame Lillard hit that amazing game winner, but this was game seven, winner go home. I mean, this is up there with probably best shots of all time, right?
2: Oh, I think so. I'm trying to think of some shots that, you know, I do certainly I mean, remember – I remember MJ with Chicago. I think it was Craig Elo and the little shot yep. from the free throw line extended. Mm-hmm. I certainly remember that one. Um, I, I'll remember this one for a long time.
1: That was a hell of a yeah. – and, 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 I mean, and,
2: Kawhi got off the ground. Did you see the elevation he got?
1: Yeah, and so, he just held it and because he had to. Like we said, <laughs> Embiid was right there. He had to hold it until the last second, let it go, and it was great to see some emotion. Uh, uh, for a guy who never shows emotion really – Kawhi was just yelling and screaming. I mean, it was awesome. It was just it a was. great moment. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I I do want to take a second to I'm I'm really upset. I want to mention them just by full name because I'm upset with them. Uh, a friend, Jared Owens. So I texted <laughs> I texted some people or I Snapchatted some people. But at the t- top of the game. And I was just texting some friends in Snapchat. And I was like, you know, it's really going NBA NBA's making it tough to me, tough for me, putting a game seven when Game of Thrones is on. And then like most of my friends were like, ah, it's Game of Thrones Sunday. You know what it is. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and as at eight o'clock hit and I was like, yeah, I'm watching Game of Thrones. So I paused the game and I made a point to text their oh, no. Snapchat a picture to the friends that I know that watch basketball who may or may not let's pull it. And I was like, game seven paused. It's Game of Thrones time. And then like, Thirty minutes into the game, and I even put my phone away, thinking, "All right, it's gone." I didn't think about my iWatch. I had my Apple Watch on, and it, it vibrates, and I look at it, and Jared Owens has the audacity to text me, "Did Kawhi Leonard just beat the Sixers at the buzzer?" And i just like, put my watch down like, as soon as I could. I put it down because I was like, I don't know. The way he asked it, I was like, I don't. What, what is that? I don't know. And then when it was ninety ninety with four seconds i was like wow okay i know what's happening here yeah i know what's yeah. gonna happen well, so i though? oh of course and it was amazing that touches on something though you guys talked
0: about spoilers without me a little bit and i think that's kind of where i've landed in life is like you really just all you have is the choice of which things are going to get spoiled for you because there's too many things and what are you going to not text your friends and say i can't believe this just happened so you know you made your choice and you got to sleep in that bed that's my thoughts now
2: Hey, I'll tell well, you this, Kevin. I can relate to the exact same thing. Friday night, I went. You know, I went to the movies. I took Tammy to the movie because right. she's been somewhat of a basketball widow lately, and she's got <laughs> she's got a few weeks still to go, unfortunately. Um, so she wanted to go see a movie. Long shot. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that later if you want. It's just okay. I mean, Seth Rogen's already done this movie. He Did it knocked up? It's the same movie <laughs> as knocked up. It's just Charlize <laughs> Theron. Okay, same movie. Hey, same a actor. Act, anyway. Anyway, so I get home and you texted me, Kevin, and I was kind of <laughs> like, I'm not going to look at any text because I want to watch the full game. And I was totally into it. And you texted me and you said, I think you said, are you watching this? It's all I saw.
1: Right. And, that's all and I, I was going to send because I knew I, you might be.
2: I left it alone, but I didn't answer back and I didn't look anymore in case there was something under it. I just thought it's, it's on me if I let myself get yep. spoiled. And but, yep. but I thought well, that was see, a fair question. Are you watching this? Yeah. See,
1: I thought I was just looking out for you. Cause if, and if nothing else, I'm just telling you it's worth staying by like, watching the whole thing. I like, don't, yeah. don't skip ahead. And that, and I, and by asking that, I was giving you the option too, where just don't reply. If you're behind, just don't reply. Yeah. And that's what you did.
2: That's what and I did.
1: I, So I text Jared afterward, he's actually behind on Game of Thrones. He just now got to season eight. I was like, (laughs) so you (laughs) here's what happens in Game of Thrones, dot, dot, dot. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm about to spoil this whole thing for you. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I told him, I was like, I sent He was like, I didn't know you were watching. I didn't know you paused it. I was like, I sent you, specifically you, a Snapchat. And then he said, well, I wasn't actually watching it. I just saw on Twitter that Kawhi Leonard hit a game winner. So I was asking you the question. I was like, you, oh, my gosh. That's even worse. (laughs) So. And you know, piggybacking real quick, pops. You said uh Tammy's been a little bit of a basketball widow. The I think the NBA has some apologizing to do to all the mom, really everyone out there. Why the heck were, would were you two put games put on Sunday and potentially three on Saturday? Yes, yeah, I they mean, We're gonna uh, if the we'll get into the Rockets Warriors, but if that game would have got to Game Seven, they were gonna put all three on Sunday. When I mean, it's known Game of Thrones is on at eight, like that's a set time, eight o'clock. And, it, and it's Mother's Day. Just, and it's Mother's Day. Why not? And I guess the only thing I can think is Saturday is like a going out day. So you try to avoid yeah. Saturday and Sunday's a right. day of just sitting on the couch. But I just don't understand why I have that. You know, Game of Thrones is on and you know, people are going to turn. Like, I know pretty much everyone I asked, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to watch Game of Thrones later? They're like, no, I got to watch it at eight just in case it gets spoiled. I'll I'll catch up on the basketball game. So at eight, and I, I was keeping up with it. At eight minutes is when Game of Thrones started during the wrap. I'd be interested to see if, like, the, if there's any way to see the ratings between the the dip between eight, like an eight, eight minute mark it, in the fourth quarter yeah, yeah. on, because I bet it yeah. dropped way down. Because I know a lot of people turned the channel, and and I just think that's a bad planning on the NBA's part. You can throw one game on Saturday at like six, but I guess maybe I was wondering why the hell they didn't. And I came, but to I the think that's the thing, that though. I think you nailed it, it with the, the Mother's Day thing, thing, thing.
0: Is you got to think about. Uh, A lot of the mothers who are like, it's really important that Mother's Day gets celebrated for the newer mothers. And their kids are in bed by eight. So really, you know, if a husband wants to go watch basketball later at night, that's not quite as big of a deal because they aren't still trying to wrangle the kids and get them out of the house as much. So it's, you know, I think that's your best bet is to have it a little bit later. But then, you know, they're competing with something that TV has literally never seen before, the impact the Game of Thrones has on ratings for everything else in the world. So
2: I I think more than that, they're competing with Mother's Day. I mean, yeah. You're going to tell me yeah, there were, there were three potentially fantastic Game 7s. There were two really <laughs> ga- game, good Game 7s. I wanted to watch it. I want to talk a little about the Denver-Portland game. Oh, we will. But I really wanted to watch it. It started at 2.30 our time. Hammy kind of wanted to go play golf or something. Well, that's right in the middle of that. You know, fortunately, the course was too wet. It had been raining here so bad. <laughs> we, we, we couldn't go do anything. Um, and she went and played that card game golf, by the way, which is we are on fire Solid. with that, that game. Solid Again. game. Obviously, we figured out a good way to gamble on it. So oh, of course you did. You have to introduce a well, stick in and It teaches you a yeah. game, and you yeah. add money to the equation every time. Add money to the mix. <laughs> but just think about how many guys. You know, you're supposed to be with your mom, and you want to be with your mom yeah. on Mother's Day. And then there potentially are three game sevens. I mean, something's not. Somebody's not going to be happy. Somebody's not going to be yep. happy. Yeah,
1: I. Yeah, I just thought it was silly. I thought NBA. I, I even I get the reasoning on Sundays a day of people like. It's why golf's on – the final day of golf's on Sunday because we'll just sit on the chair and watch TV all day. But it's freaking Mother's Day and Game of Thrones. There's just a lot you're competing with. Anyway, we'll get off that. Real quick, before we go to – I know you want to talk Denver-Portland, Denver, uh, Denver Portland, and I do too, but on that Sixers-Raptors game, I kind of wanted to touch on uh, the the Sixers – did you – you went back and watched the end of the game, Dad, after Game yeah, of Yeah,
2: I probably – I picked it up uh, in the third quarter, Um I saw okay. like a little bit of the first half and then I picked it up in the third quarter.
1: Well, the the Sixers' like final three possessions, I, I went back and looked at it with three minutes left. They had a shot clock violation out of a timeout, which I don't know how that happens. You call a timeout and draw something mm-hmm. up, you would think. And it was just passing the ball around the perimeter, never got anything inside. Then the next possession, Jimmy Butler throws one up as the shot clock's at one second because they never got inside again. And then that next possession, Tobias Harris turns it over on a bad pass because he was double-teamed with two seconds on the shot clock. All the while, from the seven-minute mark on, Kawhi Leonard was scoring, I think he scored 13 of the final 15 of the Raptors points, and the only one he didn't was when Siakam had a fast-break layup. Yeah. But— I mean, I just don't understand how – I mean, that offense completely faltered. And I don't want to just like – you made it to uh, – one shot changes everything. And if the Sixers would have won – if Kawhi didn't win, make that shot and the Sixers win, Brett Brown's now making a Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't – and I'm not saying he needs to be fired, but three minutes left, they don't even get a look inside the paint. That That's tough. Well, I mean,
2: but look, did you notice that most of the last quarter Embiid was facing the basket? I mean, it Out didn't deep seem like, two, like deep. yes, he never got low in established position. And, and, I, you know, I'm not going to get on all this, a two point, you know, I've, you've seen some of the tweeters, you know, a two point counts two points and analytics is yeah. too much. And, and I, okay. You know, I get some of that playoffs. It comes down to who's on your team that can make a buck and right. and you got to have a guy that does that. And the ball just didn't get worked into, uh, uh, to and I didn't think enough.
1: Well, and Greg Anthony, who was calling the game, was adamant for, like towards the end of the game, like, why are they not getting him beat a post-touch? They have to get him a touch in the post. They have to, have to, have to. He's clearly the best player on their team. And I, I think the reason why, looking back at it, it's because to play Embiid and Simmons on the court at the same time, Simmons, if you put him on three-point line, they're not guarding him, as mm-hmm. we've talked about so before. You're, so he he's doubled in him. the post. So they put so what they do is they put Simmons in like they call the dunking position, where he's like underneath the basket, close to where if, if you try to double on Embiid, then Simmons can catch an oop or a quick rebound or put back. And that's the way he's effective. But what that does is it just crowds the paint up. And now Embiid can't get in the post. And now he's like you said, he's face up 18 feet away from the basket, which he can make he you saw him hit a step back at one point, and he does some he can sometimes put the ball on the floor like a guard. It's what makes him so good. But to have that as his offense, I just think you're taking away his best thing, which is just dominating physically in the post. And you got to give the Raptors credit. They made the trade to go get Mark Gasol for one reason, and that was for Joel Embiid. And Mark Gasol, Embiid probably outplayed him in the series, but Gasol held his own. He played a very good series defensively. Embiid worked for everything he had besides that one game three where he went nuts. Right. I, 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 it shows why you make that trade if you're the Raptors. It's Just quickly,
2: Serge Ibaka really impressed me in that game. Serge Ibaka showed up to play and and played yeah. well for for Toronto, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah.
1: You know the point where I knew the Raptors would win that game, Dad. It was in the fourth, third quarter. You may this may have been right as you were picking up, but Van Fleet got a uh, for the Raptors get gets a deflection. It's about like one twenty to go in the third. He gets a deflection, and not only does he deflect it, but he hustles and gets it before it goes out of bounds. He gets the ball and now he's running down for a layup. Uh as he's going for that layup, Embiid is like giving everything he has everything. to try to chase it down. I mean, he's I remember the play. pushing it. T- I mean, he's everything he's got, he's going for it. And you got to give him credit. I know there's been some slack for Embiid, not whether he's sick or hurt, whatever. He was given everything he could to try to chase it down and block it. He didn't block it, but he does force him to miss. And then Lowry ends up with the ball. I think Simmons gets the rebound, but Lowry pokes it out and then makes a pass Bach for an easy layup. And I just thought that was a really good hustle. But And I didn't think too much of it. And I was just thinking, you know, good play by the Raptors, heady play by Lowry and stuff. But then they show the angle from the backboard, from the camera, and it shows that there are five Raptors all running down the court, and they're ready in case, in case Van Fleet misses it and they can maybe get a rebound. They're ready to try to get another bucket. But there are three Sixers that didn't even cross half court by the time that layup went up. They were all back there and it. That's where the game is won and lost. Is where you're hustling, and I maybe it comes to the Sixers just had no one on the bench they could play, and everyone's gassed. I don't know, but that's deflating if you're MB to know you gave everything you had, and you turn around and half your team's not even more than half your team's not even down the court with you. Right? Yeah, I it's thought I tough. thought
2: MB played really tough. I thought I thought Jimmy Butler. He's he sure impressed me in that series, um, but but uh, I I don't know. Kawhi Leonard's playing as good as anybody right now in, in all facets of the you game. You know, while
0: we're on that, I yeah, just wanted to throw of Embiid, out there, uh, yeah. Kevin, I took your advice and I checked out Magic Johnson's Twitter and about two hours after the game ended, I found out that Kawhi Leonard did a pretty decent job. So, hell of a follow. Hell of a follow. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, that, that's all you need to follow is just Magic yeah. Johnson and you'll have all of your NBA news. Yeah. I it think he's you just straight facts. like Kawhi Leonard, he's a superstar.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty I much mean, exactly oh, what really? he says. Thanks,
1: yeah. Thanks, Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh dad speaking of Embiid, he had the we talked about he had those games where he didn't play great and there was that one uh game six where even though or i have what he had even though he only scored i think like 17 in the game he had a plus minus of plus 40 i think sometimes plus minus can be skewed and what plus minus is for anyone who doesn't know it's just ask. what the score was while they're out on the court
0: okay yeah
1: so like while Embiid was on the court the Sixers outscored the Raptors by 40 in game six. That's an astronomical yeah, number. Yeah, that's but insane. Then I, then I looked at what the whole series for Embiid plus minus. I was like, plus 40 sounds crazy, but I mean, let's check out what it was for the whole series. Because, uh, well, in that game, the interesting thing was they he was plus 40, but the Sixers only won by 11 in game six. So that means when the 13 minutes that Embiid was sitting in game six, the Sixers were minus 29. Jeez. So he had a pretty big impact. But I looked at the series in total. In the 237 minutes that Embiid was on the court, the 76ers were plus 90. And the 99 minutes without Embiid, they were minus 111. Wow. So even hmm. even though I had my gripes with him and not showing up at times, he obviously he has an impact on the game. And I felt bad for him. It showed him crying after the game, going to the locker room. And I don't I don't know if anyone I think some people probably have give given given them crap. People give crap for everything, but I didn't didn't give them any crap because I'd probably been the same way. When you give everything you oh, had, yeah. seven game series, and that's the shot that sends you home. That's tough, man. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. Oh, he yeah, left I'm it not, on the
2: court. He left it on the it, court. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and now we get Giannis and Kawhi Leonard. The matchup between those two. That's gonna be a fun game. That's probably I think the the Bucks are the only team in the East that can legit have an argument saying they have a better player on their roster than Kawhi Leonard. No one else on the East can say that. So, I'm I'm super yeah. pumped for that one. Yeah. Yep. Good and time. then getting over to the game that I know you were I don't know if everyone was excited cuz this game gets a little or the series was kind of hidden. It, the Nuggets were hidden on NBA TV in the first round and then in this one, it's Blazers and Nuggets, so they're mountain time and west coast time so a lot of those games got played at 9 30 central 10 30 eastern so it just gets missed by the public but that blazers nugget series was great and we had a great game seven uh i so the course was rained out dad you got to watch it right
2: yeah i did i did get to watch it
1: what were your what were your thoughts just your <laughs> you know this is the one i've thoughts. got the
2: most the least notes on i thought i thought Jokic played I mean, a great. I this is your game. favorite player. We're, we're talking I, about I your, your, your new favorite
1: player. I know,
2: I know. No, no. I, I, I <laughs> may have I may have nodded off once, but um, no. <laughs> but I, honestly, and I think he played fantastic. I, I really, I do think, and I'm, I'm I got to say this. I do think Jokic got tired at the end. I think he looked a little gassed at the end. But what happened is they really never had. I mean, where was Gary Harris? He was a little quiet in the game. He was, you know, he some has of their that offense earlier in the series. Times. He, he kind of disappeared. You know, mm-hmm. Murray, he was a little bit uh, sporadic. Um, I think he still played a pretty good game, but he was he a little shot, sporadic. He shot like four for 19. Yeah, so uh, Jokic, I, he gave everything he had. I think he's made a name for himself. I think he is going to be in the discussion for the top 10 players in the NBA now. Um, I really thought Denver's big guys that Zach Collins played. He played out he, of his mind. Yeah, he he's a young guy that won't back down. I mean, he he's gonna play hard. He might make some mistakes, but I, I really liked him and uh, the way he played. And who's the other big on? Uh, uh poor, well, Cantor, you know, and his Cantor. Cantor who,
1: I gotta give Cantor a little shout out. I for whatever reason I dislike Cantor. I've always disliked him, and it's just it's probably because he talks a lot of crap. And there was one point where. The Blazer. It was when Kevin Durant had just left to go to the Warriors, and the Warriors were playing Thunder. And Cantor wasn't even on the court. He was they they didn't give him any minutes, and he mm-hmm. was chirping and talking crap the whole time. I was like, just shut up! If you're not actually on the court playing, you don't need to be doing all your chirping. And he does. That's just kind of his thing. He does a lot of chirping, and he's funny. But I I, I, I don't want to beat it too much because everyone's been talking about it, and I know they were talking about it during the game. But it's during Ramadan for him, so he's fasting right. during the day, oh. and that would be tough. He's playing like. 30-plus minutes a game against Jokic, who, as we're saying, is maybe Embiid's the best center, maybe Jokic, but one of the best big men in the game. And he's making them work. I That's got to be tough to play while fasting. I, I can yeah, only I, imagine.
2: Yeah, and it has to one be. One of the
1: greats. I know uh, they mentioned it um, either once or 100 times. I can't remember. but mentioned it closer to 100. <laughs> that he's he's been talking to Akeem Olajuwon on how to do that. I didn't realize Akeem <laughs> Olajuwon played while on Ramadan. Yeah. And I don't know, for any of you guys that don't remember, Dad will gladly tell you. <laughs> Kemal was pretty good, so <laughs> I thought that was pretty neat. But I, I wanted is, to give Cantor he is a little the credit.
2: one guy. I, I know I've said this before. He's the one guy drafted in front of maybe the best player the NBA's ever seen. That you go, okay, I can see that. I'm telling you, Akeem <laughs> was drafted ahead of Jordan, and people still can tell you, okay,
1: I could see yeah. that. Okay, okay, you but two two. To your point, I agree. Jokic played great at the end of the game with 29 and 13. He didn't quite no. uh, do the impact he did on the assist. He only had two assists. But he did look tired, and I think that's – I'm looking at the box score now. He played 42 minutes, the most out of any nugget. And as we've talked about, it's not like he's a guard that runs around like crazy. I mean, 42 mm-hmm. minutes is a lot for your big man. And they were – it wasn't like 42 minutes where he was off the ball. He was getting he's touches hard. every single – Yeah, I mean, he was He was playing hard. Plays.
2: Well, and let us I, one I didn't. C.J. McCollum was played the game of his life.
1: So yeah, uh, that's that's the point of the game, and that's kind of what the thing is. Is at halftime, the uh, the Bla- Dame Lillard had seven points on one from ten from the field, zero oh for yeah. four from three, and the Blazers were only down nine. That's where I think the Nuggets lose the game. You got to. We, and we'll talk about it in the next game. But when the star, when Steph Curry's not hitting or when Dame's not hitting, you got to get your lead up. I mean, there's just no way. And the reason I guess they couldn't is C.J. McCollum. He, I mean, he just was a beast he was all game. Fire. And Dame Lillard even didn't get going in the second half, really. And C.J. McCollum erupted in the second half going 22 points on 10 for 17 from the field. I mean, he was just... That's the story of the game. McCollum was amazing, and he was hitting shots left every time they needed a bucket. And I he got I, I to give Dame a little bit of credit knowing that, you know what, I know I'm the star. And there was one point that it was like 87 to 83, and Dame forced one and tried to – he forced it and went into a layup and tried to get something, and Jokic blocked it. And that was like – it was early in shot clock, and it looked like Dame trying to – this is my team, I'm the leader, I need to make this bucket. And he got blocked. And then it looked like Jamal Murray, because Jokic, not only does he block, he makes a beautiful outlet pass to Jamal Murray. Yes,
2: I remember. And
1: who but CJ McCollum chases him down, does his best LeBron impersonation. That was an amazing blocks block. It,
2: pins it on the backboard or blocks it pins on the backboard. Pins it on
1: the backboard. And then uh after that, I felt like Lillard realized, and Lillard did a lot even though he wasn't scoring, I think he ended with 10 rebounds, so I mean in four steals or something. He he realized he could he make affected an impact. the game.
2: Yeah, he made it. And an right injury.
1: there towards the end, he realized, okay, McCollum is on fire. He's just in his zone. I'm not I'm going to give him the ball. I'll be in the corner and I'm ready to shoot, but I'm going to let McCollum do his thing. And that's where I think the Blazers have shown some real uh maturation and that's where they don't care, I don't think who does the scoring, who wins the game, who's the star. Like Sure, Lillard hit the game winner in the last game or in the last series, but he has no problem with McCollum being the guy, or if it's Ennis Cantor being the guy. It doesn't matter. They just want to win, and I think that's where you see a team take the next step, where it doesn't matter how you how you get there, it just matters that you do. Especially in Game Seven, McCollum's game was amazing.
2: It was it was out of this world. I I don't see, I, I can't figure out how they're going to match up well with with the the next series winner we'll talk about the golden state uh, even if KD's not back I still think they're the favorite yeah um, not trying to steal thunder but yeah I was disappointed <laughs> Denver's my team I love you know obviously I'm unashamedly uh, infatuated with uh with Nikola Nikolai Jokic it, I believe it's I'm saying Nikola right. but
1: I think it's Nikolai Jokic yeah
2: and uh boy, I, I might just I'll, I'll be a different Nuggets fan uh next year for sure
1: yeah, uh, I I loved Mike Malone's uh press conference after the game. They asked him about the loss and how this'll hurt. And he goes, This loss will hurt, but I mean this we're hungry. We realize not only can we win in the playoffs, but we're that close to being even further and we're And they're hurt. young. We're gonna we're not even mentioning the fact that we don't know if he's healthy or not. But they drafted last year in the in the draft they got Michael Porter Jr. who at one point was supposed to be the number one overall pick, but tore his ACL and dropped down to nine. They got a six eleven guy who can put the ball on the floor and perfect for today's game. Yeah, at, and they're just gonna add him. And they got some cap space. They're they're a young team and they have some things going forward. That they're gonna to be tough. And if they build from this loss, that'll be fun. And jokic is just awesome to watch i think the nba world if you or anyone who's just kind of casually watching realizes oh i might need to if denver's on tv i might need to, might need to check it that out jokic mm-hmm. guy is fun uh tnt just to highlight cj McCollum's huge game and tnt put up a graphic that i thought was fascinating it was CJ had, uh, this is CJ McCollum's stats compared to the rest of the starter stats. CJ had 37 points on seven for 29 shooting, which is 58% and 22 points in the paint. The rest of the starters had combined 34 points on 38% shooting and just 16 points in the paint. So dude was a rock star. (laughs) Yeah,
2: he was. You must now, have said 17 for 28. Sound like you said seven for 28, but you must have said 17. 17. Yeah, I meant yeah, 17. Yeah. If okay. If... okay. So, That'd be like 58%. Yeah. I
0: just want to say every time you guys throw out Dame Lillard, I just, maybe I'm that kind of nerd, but I always think of like J- Dame Judy Dench and Dame Angela Lansbury and Dame Helen Mirren. And I feel like I just imagine him hanging out with those three. Nothing? Okay.
1: <laughs> None of those names <laughs> even ring about. I have no idea wow. who those no. names are. No, well, yes you do.
2: You know who Helen Mirren is. Helen Mirren may be the most, one of the most beautiful women ever to grace this planet. Yeah. Um, and then Angela, what did you say? Angela Lansbury girl, Murder, is. She wrote, Murder, she
0: wrote. and Judy Dench is just. Angela Judi Lansbury. Dench. Judy
2: Dench has been in so many <laughs> things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, just actresses <laughs> I don't just know Judy granted. Dench. Just Judy Dench. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. So I just imagine like the British dames, uh, and Dame Lillard all hanging out together, having tea <laughs> together. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that is a weird nickname, Dame Lillard. Yeah. I'm not well, I mean, sure short I like for that dame either, either, I mean, well, yeah, 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 it's also, yeah, it's also it's also a word cool. meaning
0: that, you know, instead of a sir, you're a dame, but, you know, whatever. Your mom's well, very.
1: What what's cool? What's cool about the nickname is now they call him Logo Dame because he or Logo Lillard. That's a cool one cuz he shoots from the logo cuz he he can shoot from anywhere on the court. That's a cool nickname. That's a pretty yeah. cool nickname. Yeah, let's cool. talk on him Logo. I'm yeah, cool with that. Yeah,
2: that's cool. Logo. Yeah. Yeah, I like that better.
1: Well, the logo is already kind of taken by some, some guy, a guy named Jerry West or something, Dad. Have you ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah,
2: I've heard of him.
1: Speaking of Jerry West, he once helped construct this team. And let's let's talk about the Golden wow. State Warriors. And they wow. beat the Rockets in game six. That segue just worked perfectly. I'm in awe um, of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden State Warriors beat the – I mean, it looked like – Kevin Durant hurts his Achilles and he's now not playing, and then we're going to Houston for a game six. The whole world, I think Vegas had the odds at Rockets minus seven, which seemed like a lot. And we just assumed the Rockets would force a game seven, like you said that earlier, forcing us to just spend no time with mom and watch nothing but basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no – Shocking the world, Golden State Warriors beats the Rockets. It's weird calling the Warriors an underdog. That just doesn't sound right at <laughs> all. But they come from they come from behind, beat the Rockets 118 to 113. And uh I let's just start with well and Curry's I'm checking, second half. Oh, I'm checking my, my notes gosh.
0: here. I'm checking my notes here. Did uh Golden mm-hmm. State's good players play less at? bad? Is that what happened?
1: Well, not in the first half. Steph Curry
2: Wait, played they're good players. Very bad. they played less bad in the second half. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good. No, Clay. Clay kept him in it. No, it was Clay's first half. Yeah. And it was Steph's second half. That's actually.
1: How that- I want to start with Clay because I think Clay, not as as many many a times. We can go game six. Clay in general, people. I mean, that's just a thing now. Because if you remember back when they beat Kevin Durant and the Warriors in game six, or they were down 3 2, and in game six, Clay went stupid. I think 11 from 15 from three, scored like 47 points, basically won that game for him. And then, like you said, Dad Friday scores 21 in the first half when Steph Curry was invisible i mean he wasn't even there i don't think he must have not shown up till halftime was still missing layups
2: in the first half was still missing layups in the first half
1: and clay kept them alive and i just feel like it kind of is going to get overshadowed because curry did have one of the uh, one of the most historic second halves we've ever seen but yes dad i'm glad you started with clay clay just showed, once again, I think he gets overshadowed because Durant is so amazing. Curry's so amazing. That team's so good. Whether Clay's scoring or playing defense or whatever he's doing, that dude is awesome. And he will get a super max contract, I think, this year. He's going to get paid heavily for how good he is. But let's get on to who kind of stole everyone, stole Clay's thunder, and that's that's Stephen Curry. He was going into the game. He was shooting 26% from three through five games. And then, as you said, went 0 for 5 in the first half, missing threes, couldn't miss, make a layup then gets in some silly, silly fouls, and then, he, oh. He does
2: that a lot, gets silly fouls, yeah. by the way. Yes. For a
1: guy for a guy who's so smart and so good, Steph does a lot of really silly things, whether it's Stupid a silly reaching yeah. or it's like, I mean, you would think, and I remember, I think it was game seven. It was game seven when Kyrie and LeBron came back and beat them back in 2016 mm. finals, yeah. I think it was. He does a behind the back pass with like two minutes left in the game where he could have just made a regular one, but he does a little flashy and turns it over. There's just – and Steve Curry's even said it. Curry's going to have a three, three or four plays a game where you're like, what in the heck, you're way better than this. But he's also going to have about eight or nine where you're just like, oh my god, no one else can do what what you do, and that's what he did in the second half. In the second half, he scored after going zero from five in the first. He scored thirty three points on nine of fifteen shooting, which his thirty three tied second of all time for the most second half points in a playoff game. That was tied with, by the way, Anthony Davis, James Harden, my man Dirk, and Russell Westbrook. Uh, by the way, Dad, mm-hmm. do you know who was first? Who scored the most points in the second half in playoff history?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I guess not.
1: One of your all-time favorites, Steve Nash, did. He scored 35 points in the second half against the Mavericks in 2005. Uh, as a Phoenix but, Sun? Yeah, as a Phoenix Sun. That was the series. The Mavericks basically were like, we're just not going to let anyone else beat us but Steve Nash, and uh, Steve Nash <laughs>
0: did. And he did. And it. He did. <laughs> it.
1: <them> by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it did. Uh um, what, well, I mean – how amazing was that you, second half? Or just what, what What were you thinking when he was just going I, nuts?
2: I think that the Warriors were like, you know what? We were pretty damn good before KD was on this team. 73
1: are, wins? Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> Y'all are counting us out. We're going down to – I just think they kind of had it in their mind. We're we're going to go down there and steal this game. And, and I, I tell you, Houston did some stupid things, I felt like. I, I thought – I mean, James Harden didn't didn't have a disappearing act at all, but he didn't play as great down the stretch as you would have liked him to. Not um, as well Chris as Paul. Steph Curry did. Chris Paul played amazing. I thought he was giving it everything he had. But here's here's where it really got me. At the end of the game, where there was still maybe a chance, you know who got every inbound pass? Guy named Steph Curry, number thirty. You know what his yep. free throw percentage is? Like probably ninety-three percent from the line. I don't know, something atrocious. I think it's
1: the best in NBA history.
2: Deny him the ball. Why does Houston not d- just don't let especially, him throw it into Steph Curry? Especially right?
1: after he's been blazing all second half. It's not like it's maybe off and on Steph Curry. This is on Steph Curry. This is MVP Can't Steph you we're watching. Double
2: team Steph Curry. Make them throw the ball into someone else. And Houston did not do that. I thought that was. I just thought that really disappointed me. And D'Antoni, you're you're a better team than that. They weren't out of it. It was a close game, but Curry just iced it at the free throw line.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah. And to to lament on Houston making silly plays with like 48 seconds left, they have an inbound play after Golden State. I think Steph maybe either hits a free throw or a three or whatever he does. They make a bucket, and the Rockets are inbounding and. They they get they throw a steal they turn it over. Clay Thompson gets a steal with forty six seconds left. Now the Warriors don't end up scoring off that possession, but they do waste another twenty three seconds off the clock. I mean, just silly plays. And I think part of that, I think D'Antoni's a good coach, and it's interesting what they've tried to do to win like this. But there's a reason I, I, I saw ESPN tweeted out something that the Rockets are under D'Antoni. They're zero and five in winner go home games. I mean, something's. It seems like they have a problem down to the wire and. A team that doesn't, and it, I guess it's like they say, a heart of a champion. And the Warriors just played like champions in that game. And I, I do think you have a point. I don't think they dislike Kevin Rant. And obviously, after the game, yeah. all they talked about is they wanted to win one for their guy. But I think they had a little thing, and I'm like, if nothing else, like Iggy, Clay, Steph, mm-hmm. and Draymond Green were kind of like, hey, we're still damn good. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go win. Let's go show them that we didn't have to have Kevin Rant. It helps to have Kevin Rant, but we can do it. Right. And yeah. they did, and it was it was a good game.
2: Hey, quick thing, want, Houston yeah. on uh, – is it Eric Gordon? Eric yeah. Gordon impressed me. That guy
1: – This series, the whole series, yeah.
2: This series, Eric Gordon, I think he was – I think he was the second-best player on that team behind Harden. I think CP3 might have might have argued that in game six because he played so well. Yeah. But overall, I, I was in, Gordon played amazing. I was very amazing. impressed with him. I was impressed. I was really
1: impressed with Gordon on the whole series. You're right. Chris Paul, I, it was – you know I've been – Chris Paul Homer almost trying to defend him when it's kind of hard, <laughs> but Chris Paul did. You could tell in in this game six, he was he didn't want to go home, and he had twenty seven points, eleven rebounds, six assists. He was just doing whatever he could. He was, and and I give him some credit. I just don't know where Houston goes from here. You're not, I mean, Harden's. I think Chris Paul gets paid something astronomical next year, like thirty six million. In, Chris Paul may not fall off a cliff, but he ain't getting any younger. He's not getting better, I don't think.
2: You know, here's what I think they do, Kevin. I think they got one more shot. If if KD goes somewhere else, and I think he is, I really do. If it's if it's the old Warriors that were pretty good, but they've got four or five years on them now. Yeah, I, I think Houston might have a crack at them in a seven game series without Kevin Durant. Now that, but because of the age, you know, age catching up with them. So I think so maybe the Rockets hold it together for one more year.
1: To to that argument, I mean, who do you? Let's just look at the the team, though. I mean, st- who do you take Steph or Harden? You could have either one. Steph. Who do you take Clay or Chris Paul? Clay. Draymond Green or Clint Capella. <laughs> I mean, Draymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iguodala or Eric Gordon. <laughs> maybe Eric Gordon. <laughs> so maybe one of the teams, two, uh, both teams, top four guys. You're saying maybe one, one. <laughs> now. Yeah, and it's close. I. That's what's crazy about this Warriors team. That's why, like you said, with the Blazers. They're, it's basically the blazers nuggets were whoever's going to be the sacrificial lamb for this next series because these warriors are just so good i mean even if they lose arguably the best player in the nba they're still probably their top three players are better than any other team in the west anybody else yeah i agree but they're going to be a year older you know
2: i don't know and we'll see
1: Going to the finals Going to the finals what this will be the sixth straight year or fifth straight year that will start wearing on you that that has to it's a
2: lot of miles a lot of miles
1: I, I I'm excited for that just because the guards I think the two backcourts in general, you get CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard against Steph and uh Clay Thompson, that's gonna be fun. I I, I think the series will be good. I think you're right. It'll probably be a four one, four two, or is just too good? And oh, by the way, I think they, they believe that Kevin Durant will make it back somewhere around mid series, maybe game three. And they say they, they're saying there's reports out that Demarcus Cousins is on on path to return sometime in this series. So they could yeah. they could add two all-stars to the team we watched in game six so there's there's that (laughs) Mm, yeah wow that'll do it for our nba talk i believe by the way if you're looking to do some gambling on the nba we got we still got we're only amazingly i don't know how we're only halfway through the nba playoffs we still have both conference finals and the finals and if you're wanting to do a little little gambling you can head over to my bookie they are the official uh bookie of the just press play podcast and between the live in-game betting endless props and fantasy sports well yeah sure obviously (laughs) (laughs) they have something for everyone and with the best player perks and sports book in the business they've been good to us and we know they'll be good to you and right now they're hooking all our listeners up you can visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code jpp when creating your account and get 50 percent bonus so if you're laying down 100 you get an extra $50 in play. So that's mybookie.ag, bookie is in B-O-O-K-I-E, dot A-G, promo code JP, if you're wanting to lay down some
0: cash. I, I talked to Hannah. She said I could put six down, just so you guys six. know. That's six. six. Yeah. Well, you can turn okay. that into nine,
2: baby. I'm <laughs> now, saying.
1: Now, I don't... <laughs> I don't know for sure and I don't want to fudge this but I do think there's like you have to deposit a certain amount and I believe it's more than six to start. <laughs> oh, damn, it. damn! I gotta talk to my
0: financial advisor again then. All uh, right we're going
1: back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> now we are taking a slight turn over to another sport and we don't do a lot of MLB talk but we have there was some news that caught my eye the other day And it was a Tigers fan who caught the home run ball that ended up being Albert Pujol's 2000th career RBI, which it sounds like a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a a historic ball. Yeah, it's a big number. The the fan decided he wasn't going to because normally the ball, it's a milestone thing. So it either goes to Canton or it goes to that player, whatever it is. And the fan decided he wasn't giving the ball back. And so I I, I want to dig a little further because i was like, man, that's that's interesting. And so what was told is despite generous offers from both the Tigers and the Angels, Eli Hydes, who caught the ball, decided he was going to keep it. That was after hearing that the MLB told him that they would not authenticate the ball once he left the park. To me, that seems ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Hydes told local radio that he he, quote, tried to do the right thing and wanted time to process what had happened, but he didn't like how he was treated like an opportunist. He said he was told that if he walked out of the park, the ball was worth nothing. So think about that. That's what that's what one of the people at the park told him. And later that's he bullshit. said
2: honestly I think that, that, yeah, that oh, makes some, me mad well, at MLB. That's, I will say, can
0: I can I defend just a little bit though? Is what's to stop him from going and buying another baseball park. and saying this is the one and then keeping that one and then selling it well, but, thirty years later.
2: Yes. But fair. they should authenticate that ball regardless, regardless of whether the of guy the wants to keep it. I agree it. with you. I mean whether he wants yeah. to flush it down a commode, they need to authenticate yeah, that I agree ball. with you. You're yeah, right. I mean, you LG, maybe not I guess flush it down a commode, but... Yeah. I
1: didn't even think... I didn't think about that, and I was about to just say, uh, what, I'm sure the MLB has, like, a mark on all their game-used balls, so, like, uh, that'll authenticate. But he could be a guy that's caught in another foul ball a week ago or whatever. Well, and, and also, he's like, got oh, that ball. If he wants to look one, for the mark, you know? he
0: can look for the mark and, and try to replicate it, too, so...
1: So, that does make sense, but, yeah, they, like... like to, to say it's worth nothing if you leave here because we're not going to authenticate it if you leave here, that seems like a, a real dick move by baseball. But I agree. more from Hods. Later, he said, quote, honestly, if they were just cool about it, I would I would have just given them the ball. I don't I didn't want money off of it. Eh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure afterward you can say that. But he said he was offered five and ten thousand dollars as he walked out of the stadium. And he said he just couldn't take being treated like a garbage bag for catching a baseball. He went on later to call Pujols a class act. Pujols said that he never even approached Hyde and never would for the ball saying that he has the right, as all fans, if they're there and they catch a ball, whether it be foul, home run, whether it's the 500th home run or the first, they have the right to keep it as the fan. They paid for that ticket. Yeah. And he added that he wouldn't pay a penny for the ball. So I just thought, one, <clears throat> kudos to Pujols. I mean, I'm Hell sure yeah. he wants the ball, but yeah, that,
2: that's true. Pujols, like, Pujols was the class act out of yes. all this. Yes. Yeah. Because, from what I saw.
1: Because I mean, I get we talked about this before, like the the fans in the NBA that kind of were chirping back at players just because you buy a ticket doesn't mean you have the right to say whatever you want. But buying a ticket to a baseball game, if a ball comes your way, that's part of going. That's why that's part of like the fun of going to baseball games. You take your glove and you and you want to catch a ball and Pools is totally right. You know, regardless of what this guy's first ball he's
0: ever caught. I don't know if you mentioned that you might have. But no, I didn't. I didn't mention that. It's his first ball he's ever caught at at a ball game. I mean, that would be. I don't care if it was, uh, you know, some two bit double A ball player's first major league hit or something. I want to keep that ball. Like, that's cool.
2: You know, your baseball. And, ball. and let, I think it. we need to mention that there have been either three or five people in the history of MLB that have had 2,000 RBIs. Yeah, that's so an important deal. On, yeah. It's a big deal. Depending on how you look at the records, yeah. So Babe Ruth is one that is either in or out, depending on how you when you start keeping the records. So I'm telling you, 2,000 yeah. RBIs the is other? huge. Who, do
1: you know who the others well, are?
2: You know, there was uh, Barry
1: Bonds, probably.
2: I was about to say that Barry don't,
1: Barry Bondos, man, but
2: I don't I don't remember, and we should look that up. But I'm telling you, there's been five of them Come on it, and they started keeping records in 1920. I can I can filibuster for a while while you're looking this up. <laughs> keep they going. Started keep keeping going. Records. Our own they Mitch started McConnell. keeping records in 19. <laughs> In nineteen twenty, <laughs> and some of Babe Ruth's records were Got prior it. to that, so they didn't add that in. But it's names you would some of the names you would sp- for Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron's do you,
0: one do you of have them Hank, Hank Aaron, Babe right Ruth, up. Cap Cap Anson, and Arod are the others.
1: Barry Bonds, by the way, missed it by four. Wow. So he's was close. I mean wow. it's a big
0: deal. This Lou was a big missed it by baseball. five. <laughs> Lou F and Gehrig missed it by five. So
1: so Barry Bonds who say what you will about maybe you know steroids and all this Pujols has hit now more RBIs and Pujols probably I, from all I've ever seen did it clean like A-Rod's hit over 2000 and we do believe that he's probably he's at least yeah. been busted for something. Pujols seems to be d- done it clear so this is a big deal. This ball is important to It's a big deal. can yeah. or to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and Pujols but like we said the fan has the right to catch it and I thought Pujols was so cool and I think the fan even said something like you know, I just want to – it'd be cool if I could just sit down and have some beer with out and talk about it, you know. <laughs> yeah. That 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 would be payment enough. And I think Pools yeah. would be like, I'm down for that, you know. I don't know if he drinks or not. But I thought that, that was cool between them. But the peop- the thing yeah. I had the problem with, and I think as far as what I would do with the ball, I think I would try to get as much money as possible for it, but I would try – I'd probably give it back, especially if I'm a Tigers fan and it's Pujols So I don't have any – it'd be one thing if it was, you know, like – if you're a Ranger and it's Pudge Rodriguez's yeah, big home run right. or something, like that's someone right. that's close to you. you keep. But that as forever. a Tiger fan, I would try to squeeze out as much money from the MLB mm-hmm. as possible because they have plenty and let, let them put it wherever they want to do with it. I, that's fine. But I thought the MLB's response was just ridiculous. I,
2: yeah, I
0: agree. Not authenticated. just. I, mean, I will say that is if, if you're posing the question, what would I do if somebody negotiates with me with a tactic yeah. of uh, you either get whatever you get or nothing right this second, then I'm walking with nothing because that is not I I I'd have zero tolerance for that. Yeah, I
1: guess in that situation, I was I was thinking, what would I do if I caught it? Not just in general, but yeah, in that situation for them to come at you like if you leave right now, you're not going to get crap for that ball because we're not going to if they come at threatened. I mean, come ask me how much. Yeah. I want for it. Don't come out here. Like here's the deal, pal. Yeah. And, and start threatening. Well, me. Like that's and just, that's I, not I how you handle I'm things.
0: Totally with him. The idea of like, I'm not trying to make a buck off of this. I just, you can't yell at me and tell me that this is worth nothing. When I walk out the door and then be mad when I walk out the door, because you're shit at negotiating. Like that's, that's a terrible tactic. That's well, I, I bought a car like four years ago and uh, a particular auto group in Fort Smith used that tactic. And they did not make a sale that day. I mean, yeah. you know, you just, that's a terrible tactic.
1: Well, and, that, and from from all, from, this is from Hyde's point, so I don't know everything on it, but from what he was saying is that he just caught the ball and was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Oh, and this is the 2000th RBI. This is nuts. And he's just thinking about how crazy that is. Yeah. And like as you said, not only did he catch a home run and it's the 2001, it's his first ball ever caught. Yeah. So he's just trying to process how awesome this is. Yeah. And then some guy comes up and be like, all right, hand it over, hand it over, or you're going to get nothing. Here's right. what, here's, there's no negotiating. Here's what you get or you get nothing. Like that's yeah. just shitty.
2: Yeah. But
1: it sounds like there may have been a solution. LJ did. Well, there has been an
0: update to the story. Um, okay. So after you sent to the <laughs> <this> story, it, <laughs> after you sent to the story, I was, uh, I, I wanted to know more about it. And so I looked it up and I happened to look it up today, which as of today, two days ago, he has come around and decided he wanted to give the ball to Albert Pujols or to Canton. He doesn't want to give it to the Tigers or to the Angels, but he wants to give it to one of those two entities. And uh, because he has, after sleeping on it, realized that Albert Pujols isn't one of his guys. The Angels aren't his team. The Sox aren't one of his teams. So, you know, he's, he's happy to give it up uh, for the history. And then Pujols was asked about it and he said, I, no, I, I don't want the ball. He deserves it. If he wants to give it to Canton, he can give it to Canton. If he wants to keep it, he can keep it. But so it looks like it's going to end up By going the way, to Canton.
1: Well, to to clear up, it wouldn't be Canton. Yeah, yeah. I was Canton, gonna clear right. up because wow. I, I can um, already yeah. hear yeah. Cooperstown. I can already hear Uncle Tony. I can already Cooperstown, hear Uncle Tony Cooperstown. Like <laughs> texting us, calling us, be like, "Look here, you jackasses, oh, Cooperstown, New York." <laughs> but I said Canton as well. I also said Canton.
0: Well, I'm gonna blame you right. then. But yeah, no, it's <laughs> Cooperstown. Oh man, I feel pretty embarrassed about that. Um, I've only been to one, so I'll claim that. Um, <laughs> as, but damn. But yeah, so he's going to give it to Cooperstown, uh, probably. I mean, it hadn't been set into ink yet, but um, he said he would either give it to Pujols well, cool. or to Cooperstown, and uh, Pujols said, "I don't want it. Cheers, you've earned it." So,
1: well, um, that's what I, I didn't. I don't. Obviously, I don't know this guy. I don't know the whole story and all, the, or I know only his side of the story. But it just seemed like the dude seemed fine. He just happened to catch a home run and didn't like how yeah. he was treated. So I, I like that there's a, a resolution and all Me that. Too. But I hope I hope he gets. Something out. I mean if nothing else, he's got some radio time. It's cool. Well, I mean, he's got he's got some be, pride. I mean he oh, gets he's to he's meet doing what he
0: believes is the right thing. Yeah, and hopefully he gets to meet pooh holes. That'd be pretty cool. I will also say he looks like LJ circa two thousand seven. So um <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yes, <laughs> he does.
1: Also, you know, MLB, I'm gonna put it on you why don't you try to make up for it? Give them, I don't, you don't, you don't have to give them season tickets, but maybe give them some tickets to Tigers game or give them like a playoff yeah, game or, or something. Who cares Treat about the Tigers anyway? that to Cooperstown. a cheap ticket. <laughs> give him a trip to Cooperstown and Canton for that matter. Give them a trip to Canton too while we're at it. <laughs> I can tell you Canton's a good
2: trip, my God. Yeah. yeah I, can that's what you that. Is. I bet Cooperstown's
1: pretty
0: legit though too. I think that might be for another JPP so. trip we make at some point,
1: but yeah. Speaking of baseball, uh, if you didn't think that there was a pacing problem in the MLB, wait till you hear this. In the in the seventh inning between the Braves and D-backs last weekend, Zach Greenke had a, a pitch that took – a, a, a situation where it took two minutes between pitches due to like a bunch of crap going on between – I think someone came to the mound and then the batter paused, you know, told the ump one second. Uh, It took two minutes and five seconds between the two pitches. And just to give you an idea of how long that is, this guy on Twitter, awesome mashup. He did like where you could see the Kentucky Derby faded with that pitch, and the Kentucky Derby actually finished before Zach Crinky made his next pitch. That is
0: unbelievable. <laughs> well, and I watched the video, hey, too, they didn't start it on his previous pitch; they started it when they wanted to. You know, it was like they had yeah. plenty of time. Oh, no, I mean the Kentucky Derby
1: is a fast thing, but still, the fact that they were able to get the whole Derby in between pitches—that is insane. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll post the video. Whoever did that on Twitter, like real creative, and it was cool. It was a cool video. I, just, I, I was laughing at it. I will
0: say, though, hard disagree with you that that Whoa. means that baseball's got a pacing problem.
1: Well, no, I think they just do have a pacing problem, and that just is another reason for it. But I wh- think it's wh- just why? an
0: egregious example. Do you, oh, you think that they have a pacing problem, but you're also not a big baseball fan. Do big baseball fans think that they have a pacing problem?
1: Well, that's the problem. There's not enough big baseball fans. I think they're losing a lot of fans because... As I, I, I can tell you from experience, if something's not entertaining, I, I'm, I hate how I do it. But I'm too quick to look at my phone or look for the next thing to entertain me. Yeah,
2: but baseball is so TV much time. Baseball's not well, a TV then show. They're gonna <laughs> then they're going to lose. Baseball's the battle show. between. Here's the thing. He, I am. I am somewhat. I'm a sports fan. I think we all can say I we're like sports to consider fans. I've I heard of sports. I am a, I am a casual baseball fan. <laughs> If the pacing of baseball perhaps was a little quicker, I might watch more. So I think that's the person that I think they're. You know who's got a pacing problem
0: losing. is the Masters. The Masters have a huge pacing problem. People nap through the entire thing. I think you guys are being absurd and putting your own football expectations and basketball expectations on a sport that's a completely different thing.
2: That's all I, I love about. watching golf, by the way. <laughs>
0: you love watching it with your eyes
2: closed. The well, pro- I mean, I might take a nap every now and then. The
1: problem with baseball for as an NBA fan, the problem with baseball is we only look ahead to next year's free agency. We need to look ahead to like the fi- No, oh, that's care. a baseball problem.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen in the 2022 free agency. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, Office of sports. Now I, I wanted to, ask you because before we started recording you told me something about how uh, Google's trying to destroy your brain or life well what's going what's going on over there it's a little
0: thing it's a little thing but google forced an update on me right and i hate it when people when things force an update on me because like i wait until like i'm ready to do it like i have a month to like get kind of like when people walked up trying to get
1: this ball from our boy eli
0: right give me time that's (laughs) all i'm asking for (laughs) i I am the eli of uh, software updates but, uh, Circa
1: 2007. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so they forced an update on me and now, okay. So I don't know how iPhones work. So I know you guys are probably on a different page than me, but the time moved from the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen, which means that now I have to observe all of my notifications to find out what time it is.
1: It's, well, because on, on an Android phone, you move like on, on an Android phone, you have your, like, you probably put your like whatever the, the buttons and stuff, like everything's on a certain part of the screen, right? Or well, no, no,
0: no, no, no. Let me be clear. Just in the notification okay. bar at the very top, oh, there, okay, there used to be time on the right side w- along with battery and signal and stuff like that. And then on the left side where you have like how many uh, uh, emails you haven't read and how many text messages you haven't read and how many gotcha, voicemails gotcha, are people gotcha, asking for gotcha. money. And now – I have to go to the left side of my phone and and discover exactly how many emails I haven't read, text messages I haven't read, and voicemails so, so from people
2: asking for money. Just to be clear, you have to divert your eyes like 1.25 inches. <laughs> yes, to look at... you no, right. You're right. Is <laughs> is that yeah, what you're,
0: you're saying? saying? You're 100% right that my complaint <laughs> is the most pedantic thing I've probably ever complained about on this podcast, which is saying something really serious. However, <laughs> however... It makes me However, acknowledge all of the garbage that I'm trying to make sure that I don't click off my phone, you know, send off my phone so I don't forget to respond to this email just to know that it's five minutes has passed. Like it, it's turned what was just knowing what time it is to now knowing what time it is and also existential
1: dread. I'm just, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I, I, I may have, a, I, I think I know the fix to this though. Okay. And stay with me now because this is a big one. this okay. this, this, I, this might be hard to follow. Okay. What if you tried wearing a watch? Ooh, but wait! Have they, have they invented a watch?
0: Have they invented a watch that I could calculate things on, Dad? Do you know if they have a, a watch with a calculator on it? Because I think that would be necessary for me.
2: Oh, I've got a <laughs> no, I've got a calculator on my Apple Watch. My my eyes, I can't use it. <laughs> I mean, I've got one on there. Well, see, I have the
1: same issue. It's not my eyes; it's my fat fingers. I I can't really yeah. use it, but I I have. I'm just one. saying, look, I'm just saying, I got spoiled. <laughs>
0: And now like, and and I think they did it on purpose. I think they moved my time over there. So I couldn't ignore the Instagram updates. So then I use Instagram more and I couldn't ignore the Facebook updates. So I use Facebook more, but what they've done to me is made me look at the emails. I don't want to respond to right now, but I know I've got to sometime this week. You know what I mean? So that's, it's not a big deal, but it's like, it, it annoys me pretty badly. I guess so.
2: We might get an email back from him,
0: Kevin. Yeah, here's the problem. Norm- Normally
1: he sees the emails like, all right, I'll get to that on Tuesday. <laughs> I'll get to that later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and I'll have you know that you guys did not. And actually this, so this may backfire. You guys have been emailing me for, for this particular <laughs> podcast for days now. And my responses have been very limited because I don't want to look at anything on my phone. I just leave it far away from me because I can't even <laughs> use it to check the time anymore. <laughs> It's not even a functioning time device. I'm just saying it's it's awful. I'm sad.
1: Man, I, I hope that you can find a way as me and dad had to find a way. And I, I think dad has figured it out now. But as he had to deal with the time change and how much it was affecting <laughs> his everyday life, I hope yeah. that you can find your way through this dark place that you're in with. Thank with you. The, with the time moving over. On I am your again <laughs> accepting cards from the listeners if they want to <laughs> reach out. <laughs> I need your support. So that. Uh, that's Google slash Android that's that's causing all this grief to to LJ. And Dad, yes, I is. also I've also heard that you have a little problem. Not you're cool with Google. It's it's Alexa that's been really irking your nerves or what? Yes, because I mean <laughs> I'm watching basketball <laughs> I'm and just I've, just got, like them I've up. got I've got I've
2: got a little Alexa sitting right over there by me on the table. And so the other day we were talking about people that could really pass the ball well, right? Sure. And so I asked Alexa, hey, Alexa, where did Bobby Sura go to go to college? You know, y'all have heard of Bobby wow. Sura. Wow. I mean, I'm with you, but that's a I deep said, dive. Uh, but, but so, what, what does Alexa go? I'm sorry. I can't help you with that. So, I asked, uh, what was the other question I asked? I said, Leo Routins. Where did Leo Routins go to college? Which I knew, which was Syracuse, just testing it. and Because he was another guy that could really facilitate. He was a <laughs> I passer. love you testing. I, you're testing Alexa. I was telling Tammy- <laughs> I was telling Tammy about a little bit about Jokic. I was saying what a passer he is. He gets the ball to the right guy at the right time. And there's some beauty in that. Bobby Sura was a guy. Uh, uh, you know, another guy comes to mind, Sam Cassell. I know y'all remember Sam, <laughs> Sam Cassell. Cassell. yeah, that ugly. You fool. know, I bet I could have asked Alexa where Sam Cassell went to college. Florida State, I believe. But she wouldn't have known. So I went in the kitchen and I said, hey, Google, where did Bobby Suri go to school? Well, Bobby Surgo went to Florida State. I believe it was Florida or Florida State. Now I think it was Florida State, actually. But I'm just telling you, Google is much better than Alexa. You know, Who okay. You so if you want to order, if you want to order Marcon- Marcona almonds from Amazon, <laughs> Alexis.
1: the wow. Shit, okay, show so everybody how you're living.
2: <laughs> but if you want to ask an obscure basketball player question, go talk to Google. That's well, you know, team, you one know one one what? Word. I just
0: had like I had a flashback to all the times that you've said and Christy have said I was my dad's clicker back in the day, and uh, I was. Well, and so I was my dad's Alexa. I'm just throwing
1: that out there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you were. anybody That's we call your where- stats. Well, you yes, to- <laughs> You know what's funny, LJ? I just call- picture. That's right. I picture dad, so I picture pops over there like when he's testing Alexa. He's like Dwight or something, and he's like, hey, Alexa, where did Steve Smith go to school? And it's like, Steve Smith played wide receiver at Utah, and dad's like, wrong. He went to Michigan State, and he played basketball. He didn't even play football. Wrong, Steve Smith. No, I'm I'm giving
2: Alexa a fair shake. <laughs> I mean, I think I could have asked Alexa, where did Tim Duncan go to college? And Alexa wouldn't have known. Where'd he go? Do you know? Wichita. Wichita State, wasn't it? I mean, no, no, no. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Give me me a moment to process that. He went to Wake Forest. (laughs) Also, where did CP3 go? Where did CP3 go? Wake Forest. We're
1: not going to do a whole trivia thing. Okay.
2: Test me. Come on, Should bring everyone that I, I'm went sorry, to I can't
1: help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. So um, I will say, Dad, you talked about you went to the movies earlier this week, and I just wanted to give a quick shout. I went to the movies as well. I finally, it seems like I was way late on it, but I finally watched Avengers Endgame. And I'm not a crazy Marvel or superhero guy, but I do enjoy them. And I wanted to think about watching it. Well, I'm not going to give any spoil at all. I I I think most people probably already, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Work
0: with high schoolers,
1: yeah. So you probably already know, but I'm not telling. This is has nothing to do with the what actually happens in the movie. I just wanted to give them to me the the creators of that movie credit because it's it's connecting a whole Marvel universe and there's a lot. Yeah, the Russo brothers and it's connecting this whole thing of like I think 12 years of all these different characters that have had their own separate movies and the Avenger movies and all this stuff. And it connects all this to where I was able to thoroughly enjoy the movie. And there's a lot where I didn't even get the reference we were doing. Like I I didn't understand where it's at, how exactly all this was connected, but also I can enjoy it while my coworker who loves all of this and he watches every Marvel movie. It also is enjoyable for him because he gets all those little connections and I just wanted. To, I think it's a very well-made movie, and I understand why they make so much money off it because I, th- I thought it was really good. Yeah. And it's three hours, and didn't feel like three hours to me. Yeah. So I, even without, I just thought it was really <laughs> cool. Yeah, even without, I, I took a very <laughs> slight intermission because my coworker who watched it told me he was like, "Here's the slow spot if you need to go to the restroom." And there was like a bathroom <laughs> right by uh, yeah. with the, the the theater I was in. So I did. I did. Also, there was a guy at the movie at the very end. It was all good at the end, and I actually am. I will give a, give a person, you know, a little leeway. I understand if your phone goes off and you might just check it real slightly to see, you know, is this my wife or, or is this my mom? Or is this my sister? Is this my brother? I just check and see what it is. And so I don't get mad at the person for checking a phone, but this guy had a phone go off at, and it was like at the end of the movie, it went off and I'm like, Oh, come on, man. But whatever it happens, you might've forgot to silence it. Then five minutes later, it goes off again. And the guy has the audacity to answer the phone. This is like, Hey, wow. I'm in a movie. I'm in a movie and he puts it up. Then it goes off again a third time. Finally. Like you could tell the whole like everyone around was like, you hear the lot, the groans. So that, what, what, come on. Everyone, like all the little noises are going on. And the guy walks out. So I didn't even. We, were, I think, me along with the rest of the theater was waiting to like when the lights come on to give him like a real dirty look, you know, just to still like so. we know it was you because everyone had zero by by the third ring we had zeroed in where it was coming from over on the bottom right. <laughs> yeah. And maybe just that's want why to I see walked. What in. a dick look like? To <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I just want to see what a asshole looks like, and it was there. It was down there. <laughs> so there was the worst guy of, of the weekend. It was just, for for me personally, it was a hell of a, 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 I didn't do much. I had some work this weekend, so I wasn't able to like, get out and do much. But I, I stayed home, and I watched, I went to the Avengers, watched that, and then I watched two awesome Game 7s. And then, as we wrap up, I watched an amazing, fiery episode, if you will, of Game of Thrones. Uh, wow. Guys, what do you think? Wow. Wow. Uh, there's a lot, there's, there's positive and negative reaction. I'm going to start, I'm going to actually throw it over to LJ first. Game of Thrones, season eight, episode five ends. What were your thoughts?
0: Uh, it's the last, the last time I enjoyed a Game of Thrones episode that much might, might have been the Battle of the Bastards. Like that was such a good episode. I was, I, I have complaints. Don't worry. I do. If anyone wants to hear me whinge, they can call me, but I don't think this is the place for them. I think this was a You're fantastic- whinging. <laughs> I my mouth is moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm complaining, I'm whinging, but I I did really enjoy this episode and I felt like one of the best things about, there are two really great things about this episode in that one, we finally got to see what uh, George R. R. Martin's whole stance of like this whole series, I think hinges on is how war is awful. And then two, we got to yeah. see every major character we loved and cared about stand up against the one thing that they have to deal with in their life the one demon that they've dealt with the entire series and they had to make a choice one way or another. And we see the results of that. And I I just thought that was fantastic. I feel like I wish that we would have had 10 more episodes leading up to this instead of four, but um, this episode was really good. It just, it was it it was missing a few things in the fact that you know we rushed to get here, but it was a great episode in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm with Yale on that. Will winch later, don't worry. But the episode <laughs> was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Pops, do you echo? I'm I'm. Get, it looks by the nodding that you're echoing those those sentiments.
2: Oh yeah, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I mean, but I can't get over, it. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say this. I can't get over. I mean, Danny. What? I lost I, it. Where does this the mad uh, where queen? Does this, has she showed up. She's the Hannah mad queen. I mean, they, I mean vocally they, responded. She was like, What are you, do- what are you doing? <laughs> they rang the bells. You yeah. rang the bells. They dropped their swords and she still went and killed all those innocent people. I mean, she's now, the mad queen, it you looks know, like. Is it yeah, possible? She,
1: is. she was doing a lot of flying up in the clouds, like real high. Maybe her ears were popping. Altitude she didn't listening.
2: hear. It.
0: Yeah, she didn't hear the bells. She was confused. No, so, I mean, no. okay, that's funny. She was sitting okay. on the damn
2: wall. She was sitting on the wall when she heard the bell. But I mean, she was so smart. I mean, she took out all the scorpion swords. I mean, Which she, I have a she was problem. a she. She was a bad But I think the agility of a dragon should have been able to take out the scorpion swords. I think take that's out I every belie- damn that, weapon in the city. But well, that sorry. was kind of believable to me because they're they're not agile. I mean, a dragon is agile, mobile, hostile. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure he helps. <laughs> <laughs> but. But uh, but when she heard the bells, I mean, she heard the damn bells, and she kept. Yeah, okay. Killing. So I, I think was, here's my oh, thought yeah, on that. Okay. Though. I
0: think there was, I think that they it was poorly directed and poorly uh, edited. I think it was. It's hard to say acted because who knows how many takes she gave. However, I think the thought behind it was, I mean, have you ever been in a situation where everything should be fine, like you should feel good, but all it still feels just the same shit you've been going through for some reason, one one way or another. Nothing feels better. And I think for her, that is that moment where it's like she has won the war, but now she has to deal with the fact that her uh her nephew that she's been sleeping with uh, has a better claim to the throne <laughs> and she has to deal with the fact <laughs> that like these people don't care one way or another who leads them they just need a leader and like it, it wasn't the big win that she expected to get because she had been spoiled she's by built this up for
1: eight years or whatever yeah. however many years it is in game at the right. most time and now she doesn't feel like she thought she would right all of a sudden she doesn't but feel doesn't the joy it- she's a-
0: supposed to from winning she feels empty and so she just
1: so so lost let's
0: go it. let's go burn a bunch of innocent people i mean I'm not I, I agree she's with right. you i'm just saying that she lost it and and i'm not saying don't blame her because obviously blame her she's awful and needs to be i mean i think i've been professing this for multiple weeks that daenerys should not be on the iron throne because she's hot-headed and quick to judge, but uh, yeah, no, that, that that was a very logical decision for her to make based on her standpoint in the world, and it, you know, and that's a good response to me complaining last week that everybody was making illogical decisions. I think for her, that made sense to me from her, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it made sense to me, but it disappointed me in yeah, the oh, character yeah, that I thought she was, certainly. you know? I guess, you I wanted know, better. yeah, which I think you agree with me. It's just, I wanted better, yeah, and so now I don't know where it plays out because- uh, interestingly, was Sansa in this episode at all?
1: No, I don't was not she... one. She was watching. She was watching the Toronto Philadelphia game. Was that <laughs> what Bran, she was doing? Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, she was watching it through Brand's vision. Her yeah. and the Stoner.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> she Sansa shows back up, and I think Sansa maybe she's the one because I, I, you know, Terry can't serve Danny anymore, and I'm disappointed in freaking. Jamie, because I thought he was going to go kill Cersei. I swear, yeah, when Jamie found Cersei really in the balance. castle, I thought it was Aria. I thought it was Arya, yeah. it was Arya wearing a, a, a mini, uh, a face Cersei of mask. the mini yeah. gods or whatever yeah. mask. Yeah, but or, uh, she wasn't. Well, so. to,
1: did, did they, did they, uh, we didn't see it. I the, think they died, no, but we no, yeah, we didn't, yeah, see, we didn't see they died. So, you know, in Game of Thrones, kind of they a rule died. is if you didn't no, see it, died. we don't know, Maybe. but they died. I think they died, but. Did we fulfill the valent or the what was it the valencar prophecy? Because didn't he did he not? No. He was like saying I love you and had his her, his hands around her neck.
0: Nah, I mean okay, I hear what you're scene. saying, but I think she, she that's died one of the things
1: with his hands around her neck. I think but that's what, one just of the choking.
0: choking. <clears throat> I I Sorry. think that I hear what you're saying. But I think that's one of the things that this season has been about. And one of the things, one of the few things that the first four episodes made me happy about is that the prophecies in this show have been just as relevant at this point as they have been throughout the whole thing. In that it's something everybody believes in and yet nothing seems to come of it. And it doesn't seem to matter in any meaningful way. I, and I think that's a very George R. R. Martin way to write this story is that there's no Valencar, but Cersei spends her entire life hoping that there is one, you know, except for it did,
1: it did come true. So like that prophecy came true. The uh, maybe it depends on how you were how you look at it. But the, the thing where Danny walked through the red keep with, we thought it was snow at the time, but ashes there and it was burned down. Well, but that, that, that looks like prophecy it's coming is true. different than Bran's visions. I'm just throwing that
0: out there. And I'm talking about like Maggie, the frog has just as much play in the world as, as the three eyed Raven. No, I don't buy that. So, um, so the fact that the one person that told her, and also that was never mentioned in the show just to throw that out there. The fact true, that Cersei true. was killed yeah, by true. the younger brother was never mentioned in the television show at all. So who knows how the book mm. plays out differently, but, but I kind of liked it. So, I kind of like the idea that that just went on the wayside.
1: It was, it was like, there were some moments that what this episode, there's a couple things I want to get to, but there, one thing this episode did was there were some serious, like heart tugging moments where they had like, where, whether it's Jamie and Cersei, which, yeah, I didn't love it because I think they did a great job as a show. You hated Jamie. Then you loved him and thought, man, he's really turned it around. And then he kind of was like, nope, he's still, he never could get rid of the old Jamie. And and just as much as I hated it, probably made this sh- kind of to the good part of the show. Like that's them doing well. It's because it was like, oh, that sucks. I was really hoping. I will say. I was pulling for
0: him. I disagree I, with you slightly. I think that was one of my, one of the two big problems I had with the show was it felt like we threw away seven years of Jamie's growth. That's what it felt like to me is who Jamie was. One of the, one of the big things, let me, let me throw out a, a, a quote that I came across about how Jamie was talking to Brienne, and he said, imagine if the King was asking you to burn all of the little people, all of the, I, I can't remember the exact wording, but he, he's said something along the lines of imagine if the King was telling you to kill all of the small people. And, uh, and then he comes back in this episode and that was his excuse for killing the mad King. And then his, his, thoughts in this episode and the last episode were I I never cared about those small folk. I just never cared about them. And and that just seems like a huge dichotomy with what we were presented with Jamie being is somebody that cares but also has other issues to being someone that just doesn't care. Yeah. So, that was a big problem I have with this episode.
2: I kind of I kind of thought Jamie still was maybe taking Cersei out to I don't know if to kill her but just to take her away because I thought he thought that was the best solution that Tyrion the moment between Tyrion and Jamie was cool. Yeah, I was going to cool. touch on that was really I, cool I, where
1: where Tyrion was I, like I, you're the only one that didn't see me as a monster. You're the
2: only one that ever cared about me, you know. Oh, that was and a cool so moment. And so I thought it was a cool moment and he's obviously Tyrion's risking death for sure letting him go and in his line, you know, uh, thousands of of uh, innocent people for one not so innocent dwarf seems a good trade. I thought that that was pretty manly, you know, yeah. straight up uh with 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 Tyrion. I just don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not giving up on Jamie yet. I don't know what happens, but I think Jamie was trying to. I think he heard what Tyrion said, and he was trying to do a solution more than he was loving Cer- Cersei. But it did look like he he sure played it right. It looked like he loved Cersei, and I don't know. I hope not. I hope he's I gonna just, kill her. Actually that, and then
0: that killed a lot better. of moments for me. That killed. I mean, we talked about last week. We that how much him just moving on to Cersei. I it just like that. So that's Brienne's knighthood. I don't know. Is just a one night conquest. Like that's just yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's so much that got killed by them not giving Jamie a real deep connection to the people he was around, and just giving him this one connection. Like it took it took away a lot from Jamie for me in his redemption uh, arc.
1: The the I've seen I've seen a lot of people upset about you know Danny because it was kind of they foreshadowed this a lot, and and Danny's arc of becoming the Mac when you kept thinking maybe maybe she will. Flip the script and not be the Mad Queen. Maybe someone can talk her off that ledge. And I think it goes back to uh, what's his name. Back when they were at the wall, was it Maester? Was was it Aemon who ended up being a Targaryen? Yeah, Aemon was at
0: the wall. Yeah, Thanks Maester Aemon. Yeah. So did, wasn't yeah, his yeah. quote yeah, yes.
1: like a Targaryen alone is the worst, or a terrible thing, or a Targaryen alone yeah. in the world is a terrible thing? And very sad. And thing, to yeah. LJ's point, like I think I think she finally won, and mm-hmm. then she looked around. She's like, I don't have all of the people that did love me, that really love me like Jorah and Masande and all the people that were close to her are no longer next to her. And now the one person, it did seem like John loved her, not just as a queen, but loved her as a human. Now it looks like he can't love her because I don't think he can get over the whole ant thing or whatever. I, I say, whatever. Like, like that's a weird <laughs> thing that he can't get over, <laughs> but, but he, he can't get over that issue. And so I I feel for her in a sense where she's just like, I've finally accomplished what I've been set out for my whole life. And like LJ said, she felt empty. Now, I still didn't understand. Why not just go to the Red Keep and burn it down with Cersei? Not, you don't have to burn down everybody. Because what does burning down Cersei back, do? I mean, this what is, is
0: what, because the problem is not the fact that she's not sitting on the Iron Throne right now. The problem is the fact that the world doesn't care. The world doesn't love her the way that she wants it to. She's been told her entire life that the world's supposed to be a certain way and it just isn't. And so now her joy can't ever be felt. She just will never feel the joy that she has been told that she deserves. And so she's just like,
2: fuck the whole thing,
0: the whole world. I don't care about any of it. It's it's worth killing at this point. And Man, then Grey Worm yeah, being a you know Welcome to being there.
2: a grown-up, Danny. I mean, well, be a grown-up. 100%. Grown up. Not, you know, nobody promised you anything. That's why you yeah, don't give a grown-up
0: a dragon <laughs> or anybody well, yeah, a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's – and exactly like if you had told me that I was god of the world when I turned 14, like I don't think I would have ended up very well either. You know, I think like that's kind of what makes this good storytelling yeah. is – that by the time that her brother wore the golden crown and she started to believe that she was something special that then the world doesn't answer to her being special. Like I think that's a pretty normal uh, entitlement to feel. And then also like a little bit like as we as an audience can sit there and say, but also you suck. I hate you. Like that's, that's a terrible way to be like, I think that's good storytelling.
1: Yeah. And I thought the show did a a fantastic way of building Danny throughout. Mm -hmm. I I thought, I mean, this was cool to me because like, if you go back through the seasons, she burns the 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 witch, Marie Mazdar, whatever that girl's name was. Yeah. Okay. Fair she, enough. All right. She burns her. She burned the house of the undying, didn't she? She then well, burned, she burned the Astapor there, but, when she yeah. got the unsullied. Yep. She cru- and she crucified the masters of marine, which a lot of these. It seems like she's doing for the right thing, like you know, she's freeing slaves and stuff. But then she starts to kind of turn a little bit, and she burns those noblemen instead of just enslaving them or doing something else. She the just big burns. Them was she kind of just proves a point. And
0: It was Sam's family. That was the big moment. Yeah, and yeah. well, I
1: felt they kept building up that. And then she burns the the uh, Dothrak or when she was in there with all those older women Dothrak, and the other yeah. cows. Yeah. yeah, she burns them, and that's how she gets to Dothraki. And still, you're kind of like, okay, well, I mean, she's kind of up against the wall. But then, like Elle just said, where it started to really turn is back in the she burns that wagon train, and then she burns the Tarleys. Shout out to Dickon, and uh, <laughs> oh, then man. it totally turned. Once she hit King's Landing, it was over. Oh, she hey. burned dick on,
0: and it you know was what? over. And, and maybe that's an, interesting, uh, that's an interesting thing for us to think about, too, is that I think we might could have seen when she destroyed all of the leaders of a brown society of people as, like, a bad thing, but instead we saw her taking her birthright, and now yeah. we see that she's crazy because she burned a whole bunch of Westerosi. And I just, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's a good, like, uh... Uh, analog for society that of what is important to us, the yeah. people across the sea matter very much less than the people on our shores and, and, you know, in our Alabamas of the world. So I don't know, just interesting.
1: I I, I wanted LJ brought this up a little mm-hmm. bit where it all of a sudden, it seems like she, she figured out how to use a dragon and those scorpions were real good. when we we're taking out <laughs> Rhaegal. Like we have, a <laughs> Oh boy, had a really good shot when he was taking out Rhaegal, but then all of a sudden he can't hit Drogon forever. And I understand <laughs> why he couldn't hit Drogon. Cause dad, you're right. A dragon is agile, mobile, and it was well, flying through the clouds. And, well, and the hostile. best thing, Here's, can I say,
0: one thing that bummed me out until I thought about it more is the fact that she flew straight down from the angle of the sun. Like, she flew straight down at those ships. So those ships never had an angle. And then you think, well, why didn't the scorpions on the wall hit her? Well, because they would have taken that, the entire Iron Fleet. Like, that was actually. As much as it disappointed me watching, I thought back and she, her tactics were pretty
1: brilliant, to be honest with you. Well, and yeah, well, she finally quit getting war directions. I think it's proven now that when John's coming up with the, the war plan, he's not the brightest. And she finally just told John, <laughs> you just be on the ground and use your sword because that's what you're good at. And I'll take care of this. Right. But north I th- all I could think while she was taking out the Iron Fleet, dad, I-, I just thought about you. And there was poor spacing by the Iron Fleet. They were too <laughs> oh, close. Yes.
2: It was poor spacing. Spacing, spacing, right spacing. Whether it's
1: the NBA or the Iron Fleet, we should have been spaced uh, out. Uh, without a doubt. <laughs> I just couldn't Good believe Lord.
2: it. It's the answer to most problems in the world. <laughs> spacing. spacing.
1: Can spacing. Can we take up. a second, though? <laughs> can we take a second to talk about what we all were, have been waiting for forever and I know LJ has he's talked about it multiple pew, 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 times
2: pew. Yo, yo,
1: yo. <laughs> I thought can they I say, played that out awesome go ahead L
0: Kyburn's death is my favorite death in maybe the whole series um, that where <laughs> they wanted to fight and they just throw him into the rock fantastic yes. and then Cersei just walking away just after out. that perfect like, yeah, that was just exactly... way, like,
1: okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and go down there while y'all <laughs> take care of y'all's thing.
0: Hannah behind me was a little disappointed by Cersei's exit and uh, because she feels like the hound should have in, you know, stood up for his adopted daughter and tried to do something about her. But to me, I, I loved it. I thought that it was, it was very much her saying, this is not about me. I don't care. I'm moving on. And then we got maybe the most epic one-on-one fight scene in Game of Thrones lore history. It was fantastic. It was such a good fight scene.
1: Yeah, the, the way that thing was, one, just the fight was great. The, sh- the way they shot it where they're, like, on the stairs and yeah. there's stuff blowing up and burning behind him in well, the sky. Well, the first and- shot
0: behind uh, the mountain was a flame from a dragon, so Sandor has to look up at a flame to go fight the thing he's been standing to fight his whole life. Oh, so
1: good. And then, like, very Star Wars-esque, we finally see the mountain's face like Darth Vader. Yeah, like, we get- True. We see his face and body, and see how freaky he looks. And yeah. then I, 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 I thought the the scene then like where he it looks like he's about to get the uh, Oberon treatment and get his skull crushed. Oh, in. I will say hurt. though, if that was if that was a this is a note to all the boxing guys out or all the boxing refs out there. Most refs probably would have called that fight by looking at my boy Clegane's eye, but no, we let him play. He kept going, <laughs> and, and he took him. He, and the way the way it ended, the way it ended with him taking him off into the fire i, I mean that was yep. the, the only fitting way that was so fitting for him to throw yep. his brother into the fire yep. to kill oh, him yep. and yeah i mean yeah and then the moment between it sucked
0: uh, but i mean the it.
1: hound and, and aria the way between yeah. where he kind of like finally you saw aria realize oh i am still a like, it seemed like she's almost been inhuman the way she's so cold and just wanting to kill and finally you saw yeah. her like, kind of go oh i am still an in like a, a good human yeah. and i don't have to just kill 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 oh, and w- when
0: she called him sandor because i don't think i've ever heard anybody call him sandor. yeah
2: i agree yeah oh. when she called him
1: sandor. i was kind of oh, like, cool. like whoa good. whoa yeah, yeah that was but cool
0: i did see so that was i saw cool. the show was shot awesome i saw an interesting thing about how uh the there was there was the reason they shot Arya is they wanted the character we cared about to lead how difficult it is to be in this awful situation right yeah and so I saw this really interesting thing and I think like what would have made a better story um and I agree with this poster on the internet I can't remember where maybe I will link it somewhere if I can find it but somebody said that it should have been Davos that was leading the people because he's from Flea Bottom. and so if he was the person that was leading people and trying to save the the common people from this fate which we knew he would have done then and also like Arya, i at this point don't think she would die from anything like i think the the showrunners have decided she lives to the very end i mean i think clearly at this point but uh but davos i would have been a lot more worried about dying halfway through and so i think the impact of what he was dealing with would have been so much greater and so if davos was the person we were focusing on for you know the last or those those twenty minutes that we spent watching Arya try to save this uh, short haired woman and her uh, daughter, I think that would have been yeah. something else.
1: But- well, Vinnie and, Off and Weiss talked about that at the end, and they did. They, they said it's one thing to see all these people dying, and you're like, oh man, that's crazy. But we're not that close to them at all. It's just extras. And I think yeah. they they made it sound like they chose Arya because we're so cl- we've got so connected to aria throughout the show to see someone we really love by the way yeah someone well, needs, to tell, cared about someone needs night, to tell them about someone the needs guy. to tell them about cte because my, my girl between her and Tyrion they keep <laughs> getting back in the game we have right. no concussion protocol at all it's
0: ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> I mean. you're right you're right you're not wrong I'm just saying that would have had more impact if Davos would have been in Arya's position for the last, for those bits of the episode. I think that would have meant a lot to me as a viewer.
1: All in all, my thoughts Mm. on the episode, it was really awesome. Really cool. I will say anyone that doesn't, if you, if you have HBO go and you can watch like the little extras thing, the game revealed, not, not like them talking about it, but where they show like how they shot stuff and like how they, apparently they built that city up. They built it before the actors got there all burnt down. like already, they had to build the destructed city underneath the full city so that, so like once they started burning down and doing all the special effects, they could blow it up and it would fall down the right way. And just the way, between the the people who created things and the graphic designers and the editor, like every yeah. the gra- uh, CGI, it's so fantastic and you understand, oh, that's why this thing costs so much money because they are like, everything's perfect besides the Starbucks cup. And I... <laughs> It was a it was a great season. I I, I like that episode. At least that episode was awesome to me. Can I throw? Right, out, I agree. I think my two favorite
0: things about the episode. Can I throw those out there? Please. Yeah. Okay. So first, did you guys catch that? Varys was trying to poison Daenerys. How? No. That girl said she wouldn't eat anymore. What? what why does he care? Is uh, that
1: what they were talking about? I was wondering what yes. the point of that was. I was
0: so confused until Hannah opened my eyes because she's a she's a media genius. Oh, okay. But he was trying Varys to poison Daenerys to like, just have her end quietly.
1: Varys also sent out like a ton of Ravens. Was that what he was doing? He was sent out multiple things. And I think, was he saying when she dies that Jon's the, right the mayor kind of thing? Yeah, that's what he was trying uh, to do. Yeah.
0: And so, so that was one of my
1: favorite things. Because he did detail. say
2: big risk. Well, that makes reward. a little more yeah. sense to
1: me then. Because I was wondering like, if you're Varys and you're straight up. like He straight up went to Jon Snow and was like, hey, I know everything. I need you to be the king. Like, he, put, he, laid it, he laid it all out in the cards. He's showing yes, what he, he has in his hand. And I'm like, why would you still stay right next to this girl who you're calling pretty much the Mad Queen? You know you're getting burned alive, but I guess he thought she would be dead. He thought she would be poisoned. Well, and,
0: and so and what I said when we first started talking about this is how everybody had to find their crossroads that's, crossroads that's mattered for the entire series. Varys has always claimed that he fights for the common people, and then he died trying to kill the person that ended up killing the common people, which I thought was just a great parallel. And then uh, part two of of my favorite things is if you watched this episode and no other episodes of Game of Thrones, you thought that the Lannisters were the good guys, right? Like, I think that's pretty fair to us. Yeah. Um. They seem and, like the and, innocent,
1: poor, good guys. Yeah. And, and
0: also while I'm on it, I just want to say shout out to Lena Headey for getting half a million dollars an episode for standing in a window for the last six episodes. It's a great job. You're like the backup <laughs> yeah. quarterback for the, you know, not the Buccaneers, but any other team in the NFL. It's fantastic. Good work. <laughs>
1: She's like um, the Matt Flint. She was like Matt Flynn this year. There you go. She yeah. had one
0: good game, yeah. got paid a lot, and then just stood in the window. Um, but but yeah. I will say, so since the since the series at, at this point looked like the Lannisters might even be the good guys, the the little touch of having the uh, the wildfire blowing up throughout the city just to remind you that Cersei had caches of it just wherever she wanted to kill people was just a lovely little
1: aftertouch well yeah i think she planned on even if even if danny didn't do what she did she was going to throw off some wildfire to make it look like danny was the mad queen that's what i thought was going to happen happen, Yeah. yeah I think that what was I anticipated her
0: plan. was as soon as the bell started ringing, she has somebody to light the wildfire. So people think it was dragon fire the whole time. And then she becomes yeah. the hero that saved them from the tyrant or whatever. But I'm yeah. also, I mean, unhappy, but, but pleased with the, uh, the way that it actually played out. So
1: now they got a lot of, they we got to wrap it up. They got, this was the penultimate episode. We got one final left. I, I, yep. I guess yep. they got to wrap up a bunch of stuff. So I'll be interested to see how they do it. Uh, any thoughts dad, before we wrap this, wrap this up, this pot up,
2: no, I mean on Game of Thrones. No, I think we've covered it all. I've got to go work on my Echo PB two fifty LN blower. <laughs> I've got to get a new little purge bulb on that. So
1: I'm gonna have um, to add that. to the last thing in did, my notes. Did Alexa tell you what it was called? Alexa
2: didn't do it. She didn't do shit. <laughs> Alexa didn't do anything. Ooh. I had to get. I had to get on Google Chrome <laughs> on the computer, and I found the part I wanted. Postcards. Wow. Wow.
1: Then you're probably. <laughs> You're probably tired. You did all that. I, we should we need to hang this up. I can't believe you're still going with us. That's a lot of I work. I've been to I'm in to do that. I'm in OT. I've been OT to the left now. side
0: of your phone with
1: the with the <laughs> you're dealing with. Oh, you guys That's are something right. else. All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. We appreciate you sticking around and listening if you're still listening to us. And if, you're, if, if you are, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Now, if you hadn't already, download and listen to all the episodes and, and leave us a rate, uh, a rate and re- a review and tell us what you like, dislike, and you can hit us up on our website at jpppod.com or we're on Facebook or Twitter. Just type in Just Press Play and will pop up. Uh, and by the way, if you're going to gamble, head over to my bookie. put in the promo code JPP. If you're going over to SeatGeek, put in the promo code ACAA and get your tickets. Get $20 off your first ticket on the house. Uh, All right. That'll do it. Another week in the books. I'll holler at you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Peace.